1: Rob Black and Your Money, I'm Rob Black. For 17 plus years talking all things financial, money investing, headline news, retirement ideas, insurance concepts. Proud to introduce Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, someone I trust from briefing.com. How are you today, Mr. O'Hare?
2: Hi, Rob. Doing fine, thanks.
1: So, the market... We're reacting to Japan and Thailand this morning. Is that right, or is it something else that's causing the the drama today on Wall Street?
2: Well, I think it's uh, kind of indicative of... um, of of really what's going on in a broader sense here and that, you know, might have started with the Bank of Japan's uh, Reported failure to satisfy the, the the capital markets with the decision to address the volatility in uh, Japan's bond market um, But we think it really kind of reflects a, a broader sense of concern about policy risk in that central banks around the globe really the Federal Reserve the ECB the Bank of Japan we think are really you know struggling with their communication efforts and that's creating a lot of uncertainty here and and uh you're getting the volatility uh in the market but um so participants don't really know what to think right now and uh you know these central banks haven't pulled the plug on their extraordinary policy support but they are you know creating a sense that uh, the largesse is going to become less large in the future and uh, and that's creating some disruption here in terms of what it will ultimately mean because these economies are not uh, you know close to being fully recovered yet
1: At briefing.com you write basically a market open piece pre-open analysis you mentioned that Thailand set index dropped five percent. Greece is having some problems with their debt costs ratcheting higher. Why is the market, in your opinion, paying attention to such small players like Thailand and Greece? Are they small? Um,
2: Well, economically speaking, Speaking yes, they are small, but you know certainly in the case of Greece, we saw you know a few summers ago that was kind of the world's focus uh, was all on Greece because of uh, the implications for the unity of the eurozone and and the, you know the future of the euro itself and you know all that seemed to calm down. Um, you know we're at a period now where markets have continued to run uh, you know in the wake of the Greek crisis and you're at these uh, you know higher price points and. And uh, and you have, you know, central banks that have helped support that move. And when you get, um, you know, sharp spikes in in yields like we saw in in the Greek debt today and and in other peripheral countries, as well as seeing a a 5% drop in Thailand's stock market, which was certainly uh, attention-grabbing. Uh, it it kind of just gives you a sense that things are just really unsettled right now, and uh, and there's potential for the market to kind of uh, fall victim to these headlines because it knows it probably has gotten ahead of itself, you know, when it looks at where stock prices have run relative to where, you know, real economic uh, – the data is right now, and so when you get these disruptors like the rise in Greek debt uh, and the drop in Thailand' stock market and the extreme volatility we're seeing in Japan's stock market, it really creates a lot of uh doubt about whether um, you know this market can push higher here over the over the near future, and so you're getting these profit taking efforts setting in
1: one of the things I tried to do, mr. O'Hare, is calm people down try to desensitize them a little bit from the uh, uh, the headlines. And yet the headlines are, f- are what makes our jobs fun. You know, right. Boeing increased its 20-year forecast, and it had trillions of dollars in it. And you write that number down on paper, and you're like, I want to own that stock. And you look at the stock today, and it's not reacting to that big figure, so to speak. Right.
2: Well, you know, and and that I think is again indicative of some of the challenges that confront market participants right now. You you're absolutely right, Rob. I mean, that that was a great number. That jumped out at me too. I'm like, gosh, if you know, if you're in it for the long term, and you've got Boeing saying it's got, you know, potential for trillions of dollars of, you know, orders over the next 20 years. Um, sure, it seems like a stock you want to own. But, you know, right now that stock went from, I think, from 75 to, you know, over 100 in in a few months' time. And so you're, you're challenged with this notion of, um, you know, am I getting in? right at the peak, and and then Boeing, notwithstanding this positive, you know, this company-specific development, does it fall prone to this, you know, broad market pullback that might set in if, if interest rates spike and participants start to get increasingly jittery about what central banks are doing? Um, you know, and then the next thing you know, Boeing's back down at 80 bucks. You know, I'm not forecasting that, but that's just the, you know, that's just the issue that's confronting, you know, uh, the market participants right now. And, and to your point, you're not seeing much reaction in Boeing right now because you've got all the attention really focused on, you know, the dollar-yen relationship, uh, the extreme, you know, selling pressure we saw in some of the emerging markets in Asia, and uh, the spike we're seeing, in again, in sovereign debt uh, within the peripheral uh, Eurozone countries.
1: Let's play devil's advocate. Let's say you and I have had a couple beers here and I start chatting a little too much because oftentimes I find myself at a bar having a beer and people ask me i'm afraid of the market it looks like a game and i'll say eh, boil it down north america is about capitalism europe's about socialism a little bit 2000 year old economies asia is about third world countries building roads have you ever been to asia they need more roads more buildings i'm not scared should i be or did i sum things up okay how would you respond to me
2: I think you did sum things up okay, and I would say that, um, you know, these these issues uh, you, you bring up, um, these are things that have been in place, you know, for a while now. I mean, certainly the case of, you know, uh, Asia and these emerging markets, you know, evolving into developed markets. That's been a trend that's been, you know, going on for, say, 20 years now, and certainly, you know, the uh, importance and the success of capitalism in the United States, uh, you know, for for centuries has been taking place, and so, uh, and we all know about the socialist uh, influences within the Eurozone, and and we think that, you know, despite all that, if you look at just kind of like the, you know, world market capitalization over the last 20 years, it has increased exponentially, and so, you know, the market fights its way through all of these, uh, all of the noise of the headlines, and, you know, sure, there are some scary, unsettling periods, you know, over these multi-decade periods, but, you know, at the end of the day, you cannot deny that uh, global equity markets, and, you you know, my focus has been on the U.S. stock market, and certainly the U.S. stock market has been a tremendous wealth creation machine for investors who have uh, shown the uh, the fortitude and, and the willingness to to ride out those those very unsettling periods, and so you know that's not likely to change. And so, really, the question now comes down to individual uh, decision making and you know individual risk tolerances and individual needs in terms of how they're going to approach the market at this point in time. But in you know in a general sense, for that longer term investor. Uh, in a very generalized statement, I'd say you know things have a way of working them, you know, working out uh, for the better, you know, over the long term.
1: I'm speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. In future episodes, I want to talk to you about who the founders of Briefing were or what we could do to get more out of your site. But I want to end today with, in a couple minutes or less, what do we need to know that we haven't talked about? What are you working on? What's something really cool? Something we we got to digest per se.
2: Well, you know, one of the things I'm going to be working on this week is kind of is our you know updated market view, and I think that um, you know as I as I consider that uh, endeavor, you know, we're right now at this point um, where there's always seems to be this urgency of like you know you got to put money to work, you got to put money to work, and um, and I think that you know the dollar cost averaging has always you know been a, a good you know, long-term investment strategy when you're you're focused on the right companies. And, um, you know, we think right now with how far the market has come and given that you're seeing, you know, the market act in a very agitated sense now as it contemplates the prospect of rising interest rates and perhaps a loss of faith in central bank policies, I don't think that there's, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to put everything to work right now at this point in time. You know, if you, say, have $10,000 and you're you're trying to figure out, you know, you want to get in on the market, you know, maybe put 20% of that to work and let things kind of settle down here uh, and continue to, you know, form those shopping lists and then, you know, increase that allocation as we get past some of these um, hurdles over the near term. But uh, don't think that – you you don't think investors always have to have a sense that they've got to put everything all in at every, you know, at a, at one point in time. So, um, and so I'm going to be thinking about how to kind of, you know, f- formulate our market view around that idea here as we, you know, go through the summer months.
1: And I use briefing.com. And like I said, in future episodes, I want you to teach me how to use it a little bit more powerfully because I think it's an amazing tool. And thanks for joining us. Patrick O'Hare. It's Patrick O'Hare. He's chief thing? market analyst at briefing.com. com. um, If I beg you to do anything, my listeners, I ask you, re-listen to that interview. He's top-notch, in my opinion. Maybe we go to the same church of what's working now or church of long-term gains on Wall Street. I don't know. But I think, uh, in hindsight, he's more right than wrong. And that helps you have a perspective. And having a perspective stops you from being greedy or fearful. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst Briefing.com. It's an independent live market analysis of the U.S. and international markets. I couldn't say it better than that. You can find out more information at Briefing.com. That's Briefing.com. So Apple introduced the iRadio through iTunes. Coming up, I'm going to tell you, if it's a good idea or a bad idea, how's it going to play out for Pandora? I'm also going to talk about... One of the stories yesterday about Google buying a company called Waze. Waze does uh, mapping data. And I think you're saying, maps aren't those universally old, stodgy things that we've had around for thousands of years? Christopher Columbus had a map, I believe. If you could see the newest features in mapping technologies, you'll understand why Google's buying them. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. In the fall. Twelve twenty KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're working our way out towards North County. Down
0: point six percent. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute